Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. What's going on, everybody? Eric Lindquist at Stochastic here on the iChopper channel coming to you with a post-Super Bowl edition of Lindy's Leans, Likes, and Locks in the NBA streets and NBA streets only for a month and a half until MLB starts. It's okay. Let's not get sad. Hit that like button, subscribe button, notification bell. goes a long way for me on this video. goes a long way for you. That way you become a prize whenever great content is going live here at our little neck of the YouTube woods. Yeah, I'm wearing my Vikings log sleeve to the Super Bowl party and the whole thing starts in like 30 minutes. We got to go. But anyway, producer Jacob is on hand. Very excited. Very, very excited to be here talking NBA. And obviously it is the only show in town for the most part. We'll be talking a little PGA in the premium discord as well. Like to bet in those streets for time to time. That's kind of how I got my betting started back in 2013. That is for sure. And, uh, you know, 11 years later, I Pretty happy about the way things panned out. But anyway, Bet365, check them out down below. That is for sure. We got producer Jacob there. He's going to go to the Super You're not going to go to the Super Bowl, are you? Yeah, the, you would have probably needed to leave like two hours ago if I had a guest to get there. Anywho, producer Jacob, hi. Good to have you. Let's get to the picks. Producer Jacob challenged me. He said, Eric, I don't think you can get this done in 15, 20 minutes. Nobody wanted, is anybody even going to watch this post-Super Bowl? Yeah, I think people are going to watch this post-Super Bowl. I mean, this is, again, this is, we got to be focused. This is the time to go make some money right now. Well, it's always the time to make money. Anyway, Pacers, Charlotte, probably shouldn't be talking around in circles if I'm going to try to live up to something like that. As you look at the pace, you know Indy is going to bring it nonstop all the time. Second in pace, 102.5 possessions per 48 minutes. And then also the Tyrese Halliburton fellow playing lots and lots more minutes than normal. That, friends, is going to change the baseline for this basketball team, which is why even against Charlotte, which isn't up in pace, they decided to keep Miles Bridges. They were always going to keep Brandon Miller because he's a rookie and he's going to be very, very good at the NBA level. I feel as though the pace... Just a little bit up from where you're looking at it for the Charlotte side. But here's kind of what I'm looking at. 11 and a half point favorites here. They're going to play big minutes for these guys. And they just got done being penalized for the last week and a half for very short rotations, especially post-deadline there. There are some weird pieces. Obviously, the Gordon Hayward, he hadn't been playing there for a long time. But there are some new faces here in town for Charlotte. They have Trey Mann playing 30 minutes a night. You've seen him once upon a time in OKC. He actually was a serviceable basketball player there. And then Grant Williams, who basically talked himself off of the Dallas Mavericks, which is a wild run out for sure. Misich isn't that bad either. This is a better basketball team right now than what we've seen in the previous week and a half, two weeks. And I'm getting 11 and a half in an umtempo spot where Pacers are still figuring things out on their side of the ball. That's for sure. Obviously, Tyrese Halliburton is going to help things flow, but sharing the floor with Nemhard and then Halliburton, his rapport with, with Siakam, that's kind of your main thing you need to be paying attention to. And Jalen Smith, questionable. Maybe some front court depth that's missing there in Indy, but we're playing in Charlotte. Anywho, let's continue on our merry way. Leaning plus 11 and a half here on the Charlotte side. Almost talked myself into a wager there as I was working through it, but we got enough other plays on the card. Don't you worry. Game number two, Sixers and Cavaliers. A pretty fascinating spot, although we are just watching Tyrese Maxey have to struggle and struggle. And now Kyle Lowry, Kyle, can I talk? Kyle Lowry ends up signing there. Mo Bamba there. 
Not sure how the minutes are really going to play out. Buddy Heal going to probably play infinity minutes here as well. We're waiting on a couple of those pieces. And then the Cleveland side, they're perfectly healthy, perfectly efficient. Obviously, Darius Garland now going to play around 32, 33 minutes and probably just continue to never hit a points prop for anybody who ever takes an over on any of those. But it is what it is. Let's continue on. I don't have a ton from this one. Donovan Mitchell, 30 plus and Tyrese Maxey, 30 plus. Thought about combining the two. Obviously, there's correlation to the game environment or potential ticky-tack uh, calls at the end of a quarter or things of that nature. But for the most part, this game's pretty darn efficient. We're going to be staying away. This one isn't, though. Chicago taking three and a half here going into Atlanta. And uh, you know what? I'll just give them back because I'm going to be laying them here with Atlanta. And here's why. I don't believe entirely what we're seeing from the Chicago team. I know Kobe White, Io Desunmu now in that starting lineup in the absence of Patrick Williams, who will be back sooner rather than later here the last couple. They're going to get up against some of these high-paced teams in Atlanta. We know against the spread as bad as you've ever seen in basketball, and yet everything is its own event. Like some people say, oh, there's got to be positive regression towards the mean, maybe, but against the spread, they're kind of constantly coming through. You should assume that it should be close to even money there here and yet everything i'm saying doesn't matter because i'm actually going to be going for the positive regression narrative here you watched the last game and it was very apparent that Dejounte murray had zero wrong with him whatsoever and they basically kept him out in the event that they were able to move him where they were not able to move him and now he is there and he's probably going to be playing light foot and sadiq bay is knocking down threes and jalen johnson continues to ascend and onyeke okongwu is just a double-double guy, although I can't get him right on the specific days. You're getting more minutes for Hunter. And they're going to play a pretty short rotation as Atlanta is making a big push to try to play themselves into, uh, you know, a decent enough seating here. I mean, Atlanta, we'll see how things progress here. They're not very good over the course of this season, that is for sure. But <sighs> just look at the advanced net ratings on, on both of these teams. Chicago down in the doldrums, 23rd. Atlanta. They're up there at 21st, but they are the home team. They have the opportunity. And again, Kobe White's been playing awesome. They didn't do anything to change their roster, but give me the Atlanta side for this one. DeAndre Hunter, decent enough piece to have more minutes for, in addition to this, this first unit playing really good together right now. Talked about that like a hockey line change. Anyway, San Antonio taking on Toronto, and welcome to your lock of the evening. There are no, there's no line officially here in some spots, but... Uh, we'll say it did drop into my sheet here as we were updating things on our end. Again, Super Bowl Sunday, making sure everything works here for the people. But the official opening number is seven and a half or seven everywhere on the Toronto side. San Antonio, 233, 233 and a half for the totals. But anyway, Toronto, this this team is just it is a weird makeup that they have right now where a lot of point guard savvy types, whether it's, you know, Emmanuel quickly, whether it's, you know, Oh, that's right. He's gone. Dennis Schroeder, not there anymore. Huh. You're going to have quickly out there playing 34 minutes against Trey Jones and company on the San Antonio side. True point guard. Obviously, Scotty Barnes plays some point here at time to time as well. But like with Dennis Schroeder gone, this is something where it is just clear sailing for one Emmanuel quickly. Somebody that I've just been generally backing all season long in some capacity since that trade happened. Minutes opened up for him, which is weird because Tibbs could have had anybody playing minutes and just chose, well, Emmanuel quickly traded, gone, and I guess all the injuries happened after the fact. Anywho, I'm looking at Emmanuel quickly over the course of this season, and some of these baselines are going to change ever so slightly, specifically looking at his usage here. 23.3% usage, high mark for him for a career because of this transition over to Toronto. 
I'm expecting 24, 25-ish usage the rest of the way home here for him. And Jakob Pertl had an immersion, just a ridiculous game here last time in immersion. That's not even a thing that I'm saying right now. Am I even saying words? Whatever. This is math that it is me talking about something in a fluffy little nature. 24% usage as a baseline here. He's had a 57.8% true shooting, which is a little bit worse than last season. But I'm expecting this to be a spot where we start to see quickly emerge it's a san antonio defense that you know that they're not adding anything to the table and adjusted defensive rating they are sitting there 25th in the nba yet they're fifth in pace so they're going to up the pace more possessions give emmanuel quickly more opportunities and friends the opening number is 17 and a half when i have him at 21 so like i don't know what to tell you other than lock next the next the rockets again gonna have to speed this one up a little bit i'm not gonna make 15 minutes but you know what that was adorable to think that i could uh yeah this one don't really have a lot to add other than wanting to focus on some of the rotations that we saw in that first knicks outing considering they have some new faces uh great faces great places south dakota that's the tagline of our state where i grew up nobody cares cool glad glad we had that talk I get why some of you hate me. Anyway, Jalen Brunson, Precious Achua, Dante DiVincenzo, Josh Hart. We knew that they were going to play tons, but with a questionable Isaiah Hartenstein, you could be looking at starting in the year of our Lord 2024, Taj Gibson. 100-year-old Taj Gibson could start another game here. That is a potential thing. But Alec Burks, back in Tibbs' life. Uh, I'm sure they both like each other more than the Detroit situation. And then Bojan Bogdanovic, out of Detroit as well. 33 minutes for him. He just looked like Lord Bojan. Hmm. No points prop up for this one yet. I am going to pay attention to Lord Bojan when it pops, but I'm actually looking at the Houston plus five side. If I had to do anything here, mainly because I do think with Hartenstein being questionable, that's just one of the better defensive centers over the course of this season. And Alperin Shingun is questionable. Cam Whitmore is questionable. Tari Eason is questionable. Uh, hasn't played in a hot second for the, the, the Tari Eason fellows. So it's just some news waiting in the wings that I don't really want to deal with on a full slate like this. So plus five, I'll lean that direction. But Lord Bojan, keep him. Oh, it's such an adorable crown. Every time it just hits different. Friends, if you haven't signed up at Bet365 and you are in the states of Arizona, Colorado, New Jersey, Indiana, Iowa, Kentucky, Ohio, Virginia, and Louisiana, sign up down at the link below just by betting five dollars on anything yeah it's as simple as betting five dollars and getting 150 dollars in bonus bets five into 150 seems like a decent opportunity if you ask me again you got to be in one of those nine states that i just said arizona colorado new jersey indiana iowa kentucky ohio virginia and louisiana but if you're in one of those congratulations this is a ridiculous no-brainer type deal so bet five get 150 in bonus bets down at the link below only if you're 21 and over if you have a gambling problem please call 1-800-GAMBLER back to the picks we go i don't know if this has ever happened in the course of a lindy show on a 10 game slate but we got five bets in a row coming down the pipeline. None of them locks, none of them locks. All half unit plays for me right from the get-go. Again, I got Super Bowl things to go watch. I'll reconvene with the old model a little bit later. And obviously, we'll be firing up the top of the positive EV tool over at Odd Shopper, as you should be as well. You can sign up for down below as well. Uh, promo code Lindy, 20% off. Hey, good, good stuff. We're not going to keep that one. We're just going to keep talking. New Orleans here taking on Memphis and Memphis. Um, they're not walking in Memphis. They are limping in Memphis with their feet on crutches 10th street off of beale that 
I tried to make a walking in Memphis joke and it didn't work. Well, nothing is working in Memphis. I think that's kind of the joke. Without anybody there, it's really tough to win basketball games. Now, Scotty Pippen Jr., he's fun to watch start, at least in this grouping. Gigi Jackson, Luke Kennard off the bench, Jacob Gilliard as well. I mean, Santi Aldama and Jaron Jackson Jr., this is a bad basketball team. And Zion Williamson has that Q tag, which has come to fruition from time to time, but not lately. Played in the last couple in a row since he's had these Q tags entering them. It's becoming a LeBron James, Anthony Davis-like Q tag. So you got to downgrade that a little bit here. I'd be surprised if he didn't play here. And as such, this should be closer to 11. Again, nothing that I'm slam dunking, nothing that I'm going out of my way to go crazy with, but I like minus nine, New Orleans. Could see this one fluctuating between eight and a half and nine and a half pretty much all day, barring injury news, but I would argue it should be double digits, so I'm happy to be laying it now. Lay this now as well. Nikola Jokic, triple-double. Why do you want analysis here? Do you, do you like money? Do you like plus money on a guy who's going to play Giannis and company in an up-tempo matchup against like the worst defensive team amongst all winning basketball teams over the course of the last month? And this Doc Rivers thing is absolutely asinine. Congratulations on your win against Charlotte. Good job, Milwaukee. Congrats. Show me something. Show me a W here. That I mean, it's basically a 50-50 point flip Denver by one. We'll see how Lillard plays against, you know, not Charlotte. Anyway, just looking at the baseline numbers for Jokic, you should bet his triple-double. I, I don't have a lot else to add here. Next game, I'm going to make it. Now, this is one that actually needs a little bit of explanation because, well, it's more interesting than me just listing off assist rates, rebound rates, and points rates for Nikola Jokic and then Milwaukee with the pace and everything else. So I'm using all of that time that I saved up for you there. Just half unit, triple double Jokic. If I have to explain that too much, I'm going to go crazy. But this one definitely needs it. Washington and Dallas. We know that Washington is brutality plus 14 and a half. But one of the biggers, one of the bigger winners. Sounds right. One of the bigger winners of the trade deadline were the Dallas Mavericks. That is for sure. They went out and just put the bamboozling on OKC, which is, again, very important considering OKC, Minnesota. Like, you're talking about your top teams in the West as of right now. Obviously, the Lakers chose to stand pat and look, like, okay as, as far as things go right now with the Austin Reeves and D'Angelo Russell situation. But let's talk about how Dallas had zero bench and now has one. You've got Daniel Gafford. P.J. Washington coming off the bench in this spot, along with a Jaden Hardy, who I always think can be a guy who can flamethrow if you absolutely need it. But specifically looking at these two guys in Gafford and Washington, they have these different configurations that based on the matchup, they can do whatever they want. And Gafford, he won't have a revenge in his heart against his former team here. He should send them a thank you card, maybe hand them all thank you cards, leaving the bench being like, thank God I got out of there. But he looked really good right from the get-go. But I think the P.J. Washington deal is a little bit more interesting to me because of what they can do with him and Kleba against some of these teams that try to either go small, like a Washington might. Washington doesn't really have a choice but to go small in some of these spots, whether it's Anthony Gill or whomever. They're all undersized centers. Or they can just put shooting on the floor and surround Luka and Kyrie with number of different options. Now, P.J. Washington's had the worst shooting year you could ever imagine. However... He has completely different circumstances. He has Luca and Kyrie creating for him. Those looks are not equal to looks being created by Ish Smith and Brandon Miller. Or not, uh, sorry, he played for Washington. Daniel, no, P.J. Washington, I was saying it correctly. 
I have it written wrong in my notes. Anyway, Derek Jones Jr. is the guy who could lose out on minutes the absolute most as a result of this. 15 and a half is his PRA. I think it's a pretty fascinating under. I've got him closer to 13. I don't think he's going to play more than 28 minutes in competitive spots. He had been playing more. But now there's a bench there. There are options there, and he's kind of the first to go. So for me, I want to be early on maybe some unders here. We'll assess it from there. Golden State and Utah. I bring up Jonathan Kaminga every single one of these shows here lately, purely because, well, pain and suffering with two back-to-back -back blowouts there on the road. But Golden State continues this crazy long road trip that they've been in the middle of. And overall, I'd call it a smashing success for them. They've found some rapport. They've found Steph Curry alpha mode. They decided not to part ways with Clay. Got that behind them. Lots of good stuff that you've seen from this basketball team. And obviously... Having Kaminga in the starting lineup beside a, 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 a Draymond Green here almost fits the complexion of this game too perfectly. It's going to be up in pace. We know that Utah is really going to be moving the ball there. Seventh at 100.5 possessions per 48 minutes. But then defensively, they're putrid, even though they've been better at home. Well, 118.2, just a defensive rating. That's 24th in the NBA. So sitting in the dweller, the, the, the seller, that's what I'm trying to say, the dweller or the seller, down at the bottom there. And I think Utah is the perfect matchup for a Kaminga here to go smash. He's a lot quicker than that of a Laurie Market. And not as, not as lanky, not as, I mean, he's not a seven-footer, basically. But what I'm saying is Kaminga is going to be able to score ad nauseum here. And Draymond Green going to be creating obviously another low usage guy on the floor to kind of help bol bolster that profile as the emerging player that Kaminga is. And obviously they had the close win at home against Phoenix there on Saturday. It was a very competitive spot. He finally got back over this number 21, but previous to it, 18 and 18 points against Indian Philly. Don't care. Both of those massive blowouts that resulted in fewer minutes than you would like in these type of spots. And Kaminga against Utah with this pace should not have the identical 20 and a half number. So bet it. I like more over last game of the night. Let's get there. My Minnesota Timberwolves taking on the Los Angeles Clippers. Going to be a fun one. That's going to be for sure. Now, the Detroit Pistons really brought everything they could to that Clippers team. And the Clippers finally for the first time in forever, for all the frozen people out there, got Paul George to decide to play basketball. It had been a hot second. It had been tough sledding here lately, but seeing that in any capacity, even against a team as putrid and bad as what the Detroit Pistons are, had to be inspiring if you're a Clippers fan. Had to be inspiring. And yet, you're bringing in this Minnesota team Adjusted defensive rating, number one. You know by now they are the defensive team to get by. They are currently first in the West. Plus six adjusted net rating. That is third in the NBA. Going to be an extremely competitive spot, but I just want to point at the defense for Minnesota. And as good as what the Clippers' offense has been, third in adjusted offensive rating this season, only 13th in defensive rating, but the pace goes so down in their spots. 98 possessions per 48, 23rd in the NBA. 2.5 total. I don't know I had to say it like that. I like the under here. I think this game is going to be competitive. It's going to be fun, but it's going to have defense. These are two of the premier teams in the West. Can't wait to watch it. We'll see you back here tomorrow. And that does it for another edition of Lindy's Leans, Likes, and Locks. You know what to do. Go to that comment section below. Let me know your favorite games uh, to be betting on this entire slate. Let me know your favorite plays that you're going to be firing up. Check out Bet365. Check out Odd Shopper down below. Lots of great stuff here, friends. So little time to do it all. But obviously, NBA, we're going to be covering this one in depth. I'm going to be getting some baseball preseason here pretty shortly. 
unbelievable thing. We got Otani in blue, Corbin Burns in orange. It's going to be a crazy year, that is for sure. Uh, thank you, Producer Jacob. Enjoy the Super Bowl. And we'll... By the time you hear this, you will have enjoyed the Super Bowl. Hope it was fun and profitable. Until next time, friends, I'm Eric Lindquist. Best of luck in the NBA streets on Monday.